powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Welcome to Game Over Cup Final. I'm joined today by Mark Dumont, a great friend of mine. I think the last time Mark and I were on a podcast together, Julian McKenzie was hosting it, and it was probably like five years ago. So it's been a while. Yeah. Not that Mark and I haven't talked since then, but uh, bear with Barely. me a little bit tonight, folks. As you can hear, my voice is betraying me. Uh, we actually, Mark and I hung out last night with Julian. But uh, and Tristan, Tristan was also a host of that podcast. Yes, Tristan was there as well. It's uh, it was a Montreal party, we'll say that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and Laura yeah. got there first. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, yes, Laura Saba was there as well. It was quite the uh, quite the event. Uh, but obviously. We're in the Stanley Cup final now. We got to get in on the Stanley Cup finals action. Lightning oh, yeah. versus Avalanche at Sports Interaction, Canada's sports book. Bet before the game starts, live in play. Or will Nikita Kucherov continue to lead the way for the Lightning? Well, no goals tonight. Doing it right since 1997, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Well, I'm surviving tonight solely due to the unofficial sponsorship from uh, Kushtar. Kushtar, yeah, with a, with a slush there? <laughs> with the slush. It's a well, Sour Patch Kids slush. Which is just like God intended when he was yeah, that's <laughs> perfectly natural. There, I mean, yeah. growing up outside of Quebec... The slushes I was always exposed to were like pop flavored. Okay. Like they're like, this is slush puppy like heaven there. Yeah. Th- this is honestly, I will say it's good if Kushtar wants to throw some money at us, but uh, hey, it's so sugary, Mark. It, it's like rotting my teeth out of my skull. It's so it's, the but it's helping me cure. speak. Exactly. But you don't feel as bad as uh, Vasilevsky right now. So, oh, God. Uh, so you're doing uh, okay. Hey, I, I, I don't know about you, but like I watch these avalanche and I'm like, this is the perfect hockey team. They're amazing. And, this is without Gerard and Kadri. Kadri is, and Kadri is a heck of a player. And I'm sorry uh, to everyone that used to cheer for him. But I mean, from the get-go, Andrew, the most important thing I found was when right off the first shift, it's that attack, <clears throat> attack, attack. You don't have a second. And you saw Tampa was freaking out there. Um, Vasilevsky almost cleared over the ice. Sergeyev did. Like they were panicked. And this is the Tampa Bay Lightning, back-to-back champions. And, and the Avalanche are treating them like a, like a junior team. It's amazing to watch. Guys like Josh Manson are coming end-to-end. How's that happening? So, no, I'm really enjoying watching the Avalanche. Um, you know, Nichushkin has been, well, not a revelation. We knew he was good. But, yeah, it's been, um, it's been really fun watching them dominate. It has been. I mean, uh, my takeaway from this game watching them was the Tampa Bay Lightning look a lot like the Montreal Canadiens in the Stanley Cup final last year. It took everything that they had in the tank yeah, to get yeah. to this point, mm-hmm. And it looks like they have nothing left. Yeah. And every single mistake will go back against them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but not to take away from the avalanche, which we had a bunch no. of comments on the last show that we didn't give the avalanche their flowers enough. Oh we my God. I can, about, I like, can start doing that if you'd like. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, if, now, here's what we need to do. And here's what I want every single GM to do in the entire NHL. Watch what the Avalanche are doing and also Tampa Bay and repeat that. So that I'm so glad. And, and listen, I'm not taking anything away from L.A. Or, or any of those teams. But, you know, when people start to say, oh, you got to get big and tough in that. Yes, the playoffs are for big boys. you got to be tough. But um, this is a team that was the worst in the league five years ago, like bar none. They, the lottery did not help them. A- absolutely not. 
And they invested heavily in analytics, but the key part, and shout out to our friend Eric Parnas, who works for the Avalanche. He was a former blogger like me and Andrew. Um, they didn't just invest in, in, in data analysis. They actually listened to it. They actually put it into application. And that is obviously the way to go, but that's something that doesn't always happen with hockey teams. So you want to build a team. And remember when we used to criticize Joe Sackick for holding on to uh, shine that long? <laughs> We're like, he's messing it up. He's, and then he fleeced two teams. Like, I don't know. I think Joe Sakic has done a masterful job and every other team in the league should be trying to emulate the Colorado Avalanche using intelligent decisions, making smart trades that, that, that Taze trade. What was that? Two second rounders. That, that, I mean, yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> that was one of the best trades that we don't talk about much, but while other teams are spending first rounders on guys that aren't that good of skaters, you have Taze who has been one of the most underrated players and, in a defenseman in the NHL and the Chushkin and, and then getting Lekin in. I mean, like it shows how smart they are, how much they do their homework and how much the ownership and the GMs trust the intelligent people they pay to give them information, which surprise, surprise is the right way to go. hundred percent. I mean, they've got integration from the top to the bottom, uh, smart acquisitions. Like, as you mentioned, they have the big guys like Josh Manson, but they got guys who play rough, who are yeah. smaller, like Lekkonen. Or I guess Lekin's not really is a, small. Is a, is a beast, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But like they've got tons of different styles of players that bring it in different ways. They're such a yeah. complete team. And you mentioned uh, how quickly they had Tampa on their heels. It was like that first shift from Nikushkin was like just right? incredible. I'm thinking of Evolving Wild right now. He's probably like, or the, the twins, they're probably pretty excited because they've been uh, they've been repping uh, Nikushkin for a while now. But did you look at his numbers? Is he's under, not like hey, they're, they're he's rocking a sixty percent expected goals in the playoffs. Like it's <clears throat> guys, so surprising, like, <laughs> right? So surprising. Guys like that are obviously you need the McKinnons who hasn't done much in this series so far, which is crazy to say. He did set up Landeskog with two great chances, but um, yeah, you're getting it like you say, top to bottom, and it's just smart investments, smart investments all around. I don't think there's been a faux pas for like I don't think Sakic's really messed up at all. No, I mean, I think when he first took over, there was a lot of people, myself included, who were very skeptical, right? Former player. It seemed like Colorado was such a mess at that time. They were. The Patrick Waugh situation, right? Like, this team is not that far removed from Patrick Waugh quitting, like, right before training camp. And then Jared Bettner coming in and being thrown to the Wolves. Everybody thought Bettner was going to be a one-and-done coach. Speaking of, speaking of Roy, <laughs> I pulled out this. I was just looking. I, I still have my jersey from when... Um, Ironically, I was just speaking to Hajnawad when they got traded there, but uh, yeah, I was just thinking about how I became an Avalanche fan. Okay, like well, if you're going to pull that out, hold on one sec. Oh, he's going to go pull out his own jersey. Now, Andrew has the same story as me. When we were younger, our favorite player, Patrick Roy, got traded or so, and I became an Avalanche fan for like a little while. And uh, there you go. Oh, oh, now that is the most beautiful jersey there is. That's gorgeous. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, man, that's nice. I have the blue as well. I don't. I don't think contractually I'm legally allowed to pull it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mark Dumas, employee of the Canadians, cannot own a Nordic jersey. I almost put my, I did have the Avs jersey on, and I'm like, okay, that's not going to be, that's not going to work out for uh, for my team. But yeah, like you, like like we were talking about five years ago, they were in the basement. Like it's crazy to think now that they're steamrolling back to back champions. Um, and, and like you said, yeah, there was a lot of maybe doubt because we've seen players come in and screw up, but he had the patience. I, I 
eviscerated him for how he did the shine trade like before it happened i'm like oh you're losing all your value you're losing this is stupid there you go another well and they lost ryan o'reilly as well at one point you know like yeah yeah so it it, it was looking bad but this is your blue, blue blueprint this is what the canadians should be doing right um by all means and this is why they invested in uh you know a data analysis department so yeah i'm just so happy that a team doing everything intelligently is is not coasting but hey man they're <laughs> like they're they're the first ones at the trough there and tampa bay will get their chance to eat when when they want but like i mean there's i haven't seen such a dominating performance like that in a cup final in a long time right yeah yeah especially against a team as good as tampa and like as much as i think tampa looks at a gas part of that is because of the pace at which colorado is able to play and only losing two games in these playoffs is giving colorado the ability to rest as well so like they're they just look incredible. They're and, and, and so Shushkin's, strong. His first two shifts, like, did you see how he just he's like Sergachev? That's mine now. And Sergachev isn't a bad defenseman. Neither is Hedman, right? And and they were just getting, you know, like that's mine now. He was basically like the Hamburglar of pucks and just like yoinking them left and right. And he almost scored right off the bat. So, yeah, it's that pace of play. So it's funny we talk about skill, but you're right. There is that uh, intense, um, not just work ethic, but they're like they're rough and tumble as well. But yeah. then the key here, Andrew. And what I noticed today in the last game as well is that Tampa Bay are on their heels and they're blocking shots, but it's the avalanche that get the puck back after every single block shot. So the blocking of the shots, okay, but we saw in the game game one, that's how the game-winning goal came because of a block shot. I'm sure Vasilevsky probably would have saved the original one. And this time you saw him way out of position oftentimes because the avalanche were getting rebounds. Now, it wasn't his best game. But I don't think we can throw it all on Vasilevsky on this one. It's uh, the, the, like Tampa is just really, really, really out of either out of gas or just don't know what to do. Or the Avalanche are just easily the best team in the league. And I'm glad they're going to be probably rewarded for it. Yeah, I mean, it's not Vasilevsky's fault that the Lightning only got 16 shots, right? Right, right. No, no. A couple of those were muffins there. A couple of those were bananas. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's not his fault when you have guys like helm getting great scoring chances like you know what i mean and josh like also can i admit something i thought darren helm had been out of the league for like four years <laughs> I, I, I i honestly thought i had to google him today and i'm like that like the red wings darren helm no way like one cups way back with the red wings that's him right yep same guy he's okay, ancient well, now so well, yeah I, I, he's only 35 which in sports He's the oldest man in the league. Is the, yeah, he's the Methuselah of sports. But uh, no, all in all, I, I just think, and, and here's the cool part. They're not, like, Kemper's been good, but they're not doing it on the back of an elite goalie. No. Um, very good goalie, don't get me wrong. Um, but it, it's nice to see a team um, basically invest at every single level. And, you know, I, I can't see a weakness with them. And imagine Samuel Girard and Kadri were playing. You know, like, that's that's you're you're removing borderline elites you know um assets from a team that's steamrolling the back-to-back champions so yeah it's been really fun to to watch and i think sakic has to get his credit as probably right now listen julien brisebois obviously in montreal there's a little bit of history there um and he's done great but right now i think joe sakic's easily the best gm in the entire league like by by a country mile yeah it's weird because like there are people who don't want to give Breezeball the credit for the Lightning because Eiserman was there for a while too. But oh, people forget that Breezeball was there before Eiserman as well and was part and of he, like building the core that became 
and also like working with the AHL and no, no, no. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Eisenman gets some credit there, but Brisebois, what I will say for him, what I always love is that he wasn't afraid to take risks when he knew his team was right up on the edge there. Right. So, you know, you want to catch a a, a ride on the river, you got to go down to the river boat. So he was making those big trades and, you know, first rounder, who cares? Cause I'm going to go and, and it's mission accomplished, right? Like back to back in this era, impossible well borderline impossible it should be so um yeah no 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 you have two will really well and this reflects so well on the nhl i know today wasn't a great game but you have two really well constructed teams with two very intelligent uh, people at the helm that have invested heavily in analytics that listen to their data analysis people which is again the most important part so this is what should be happening is having the two powerhouses that did everything right with intelligent gms and uh, intelligent people working behind the scenes so to me absolutely perfect i'm not saying i don't like the cinderella stories but like this is nice to see there you know two organizations yeah. getting rewarded for doing it the right way and that's the thing these two teams also play like aggressive entertaining styles as well right so like i like cinderella teams too cuz i like the story but at a certain point, also, it's tough to watch a Stanley Cup final where one team is just hanging on for dear life. And I know I'm saying that ironically, while the Lightning aren't even hanging on right now. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, thinking they've, about they've that time that the off, Devils right? made it to the final there and just got steamrolled there. You know, I was like, ah, oh, this is this is kind of boring, right? Exactly. And like, you know, it doesn't make a great final. And hopefully, the Lightning do push back a little bit in Tampa just to make this mm-hmm. a better final because. I don't think that the Colorado Avalanche will sweep. I think the Lightning are too good to not win one game, right? Yeah, but like, they, 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 I, I agree, know. but also there's no they could weakness. sweep. Like, that's, that's the other part is like, they would almost be able to throw a game just so they could win at home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, no player, would, no, no team would ever do that. But um, no, I, I, I think you're right when you say that Tampa's a little bit out of his team. Like, let's be honest, coming into this series, like, the, Tampa weren't a great or into the playoffs statistically speaking weren't a very good team they were they were pretty good um but they were actually vulnerable right from a from a statistical standpoint yeah they were outplayed by toronto in round one as well and yeah and then what happened well you know it's toronto but no but the 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 cool thing here is that again the um they got rewarded for their cups now we're going to see the avalanche so now all the writers out there this is the narrative that you push. It pays to invest in intelligent decision-making and yep. surround yourself with experts. You listen to them. So um, no more of this. Uh, you got to, yes, there, there, there's physicality is all part of it. Like that's actually like that's something you can actually measure the value of a player, even if he is big. However, um, you know, this idea that you have to like fight your way to the cup, you can skill your way to the cup. And again, not taking anything away from Tampa last year or Colorado probably this year. They're tough, but skill is on display, right? That's 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 been the message so far, and I'm, I'm so excited to see the NHL move into a more skilled landscape. It's, I mean, it's going to bother a lot of old writers, but eh. it's going to bother John Tortorella in Philly. That's fine. Oh yeah, that's which is amazing, <laughs> by the way. Which is just absolutely the best, most Philly thing that could have ever happened. A hundred percent. When I when I was with um. Metro Media was like one of the first people who gave me credit credentials, and I always begged to go to any like Tortorella game. I just wanted to talk to him in the locker. I wanted him to yell at me, basically, but um, he ne- he almost never talked. So, yeah. Oh, Torts. There's a question in here asking, uh, "Will Lekin be back with the Avalanche next year?" Uh, he's an RFA, so I would assume yes. I mean, and and of course, yes. I work for the Canadians, but I don't 
I'm literally like, I find out things as you guys find them out. So I, I have absolutely no inside information. Um, I think they paid a pretty heavy price with, with Baron and, and the pick. So they mm-hmm. wouldn't have done that if he wasn't a controllable asset. Right. And I think a guy like Lekkanen, he would probably be okay with taking like a, a 4 million for five years just to be on a really good team. I think he's like that kind of smart player. Um, that being said, he's an RFA. He's controllable. I don't see why the avalanche wouldn't like he fits in so perfectly. Yeah. And whoever said, talked about Lekkanen, big fan of them. Whoever mentioned them, man, I miss Lekkanen. He's great. You know what bothered I mean, me is that we you spent- and I have been on Le- on the Lekkanen train since day one, right? Like it's been 10 years. We actually, it's funny because you brought out the tweet from when he got drafted and I looked up my tweets and I'm like, this was my favorite player from the draft. He's going to be so good. We actually, and and shout out to Patrick Bexel, who who was talking about it a lot of the time. But um, we spent 10 years basically telling everyone like, he's a really good player. And like, why doesn't he score on every shot? Like, I know if things were different, they'd be different. And then he'd be getting paid $9 million a year, right? <laughs> so- um, I guess I'm just kind of bitter that we got laughed at for, for, <laughs> I'm not petty at all, but this is the list of people that, <laughs> that we're bad against. No, I, I won't call them all out. Um, but it is uh, funny to see how much he's being appreciated here for what he's doing in Colorado. Yeah. It's the same situation as Lars Eller, right? Moves to another market. All of a sudden he's scoring a Stanley cup clinching goal. Although Lekkanen did the Stanley cup final thing last year in overtime, like, that's the most important and, and, goal in the Canadians' history since '93. Yes. Oh, by far. Like that easily. was the and like not even close. Let's keep in mind that the the um um the Bell Center hadn't seen a final right. Like this is the Bell Center, so um that was and not only that it was on Saint Jean. So actually, yep. at the time when Lekkanen scored that goal, um Jeff Molson came on the air and uh, he's like, "Listen, the police just told us stay in the building." Um, and I, I was walking around, I was looking for my boss, and uh, we're supposed to have like this this employee thing and I could hear, but they weren't just like firecrackers. They were fireworks and like people were getting, and then obviously they got gassed and uh, yeah. So it was uh, that was one of the most exciting times I've ever seen, but it goes to show our Terry Lekkinen literally is a guy that will get you to the Stanley cup. Like literally he will two, two years in a row. <laughs> two years in a row. Um, and he's an Arsenal fan, which is also very important. Um, even though right now we don't talk about that, but uh, he, he was, um, he was a good guy, and I think, again, he was a, a Canadian success story in terms of drafting development during a, a time where they didn't have much. So hopefully they'll get back to that. But the Canadians can look at the Avalanche and what they've done. It's a blueprint. With, it's a blueprint. And there was no first overall there, right? Uh, it was McKinnon was first overall, wasn't he? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like many, many moons. But I'm talking about, let's say, like from the Makar era no, there McCarr you know was the last like five years overall they got i think byron, they got pretty unlucky when they uh, byron when they, oh, they slid from first to, to 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 get to mccard they they were the worst team in the league and then Byr, uh, byron as well and uh yeah just smart smart drafting and uh you know and, and a lot of development not overthinking it either you know not trying to get players to play a different role than what they're used to so they got guys that work well in certain positions they paid handsomely for them but they're winning because of them so this is the avalanche being good I, like is great for hockey i'm so happy that they're again they haven't won yet but i i think they'll sweep i honestly think they'll sweep i don't see I don't see what Tampa can do at this point. And when you pointed out they're out of gas, like today, literally all the guys were hunched over um, mid second period. Yeah. So they said the altitude wasn't affecting them. I I, I don't know, man. Altitude plus Nichushkin all up in your face. is a a rough combination. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and like two short summers in a row, all the games that they've played, how could they not be exhausted? 
you're talking about like 30% more games than other teams, right? So Mm -hmm. yeah, no, absolutely. It plays a long role. And um, last year, one of the biggest, like what I realized is that going that far in the playoffs, it was fun. It was great. But then you start back over, it ended in August, you start in September, like you you had like two weeks to to basically get back in. And these guys are athletes. So if I was tired, they might've been a little bit more tired than I was, uh, you know? So it's, uh, it is rough on the body. That being said, like, I know we're throwing so many compliments to Tampa, uh, to Colorado. What Tampa has done in the last couple of years has been absolutely fantastic too. Yep. I mean, like Stamkos is on the third line all of a sudden, but that's, they found a new role for him, And it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's been pretty, um, I, I'm really happy for Julien Brisebois and, and, and I'm excited to see what he does now. Like, I don't know if he can hold on to this team for much, much longer, but I'm excited to see what he does in the offseason. But hey, let's not count Tampa out, right? They got that experience. It's yeah. no joke. I, I know people will think it's a joke, but that playoff experience, those rings count for something, man. They um, do. They- I mean, they've been in this situation before, like one round ago against New York. But it was a very yeah. different situation in that they were dominating New York in the games that they lost. Yeah. Right? It was just that Shesterkin was unbeatable. So far in this series, at even strength, the Colorado Avalanche have 73.1% of the expected goals, which I have never seen before, ever. <laughs> and, and that's, again, without Samuel Jutal and, 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 and Kadri. I know. And, and, this is, what? and this is with McKinnon not scoring. Um, and you have guys like, like Helm that are scoring and Josh Manson that are scoring, like... Off the rush and uh, yeah, yeah, how no, many br- it's, it's- odd man rushes did Colorado get tonight? It was like twelve. I, I would say a good, even maybe a baker's dozen, but they were you know and they were getting breakaways on the on the penalty kill. Yeah, you know. But again, it's great to see because if we go down that list of trades, man, like the Avalanche did, it's crazy that they won't. Did Sakic ever win GM of the year? No, eh? I don't think so. Like they he don't give now. it to the guy that th- th- that's the problem is that it takes more than a year to build a team, right? So, like, Sakic should get the GM of the half decade if that's some sort of a thing. Sorry, I don't want to talk about awards too much because I might, uh, I might bug, bug some people uh, online. But uh, I think, I think um, Joe Sakic deserves a lot of praise being sent his way. And, and he, he acquired Lekanen, so, like, I hate him forever. And um, <laughs> I hope um, uh, the fleas of a thousand camels infest his underwear drawer. But, like, other than that, I think he's done just a masterful job. And when you look at the return for the Habs, like, on, on like and Baron was good and the draft pick's good, but it wasn't like the, you know, the, yeah, it was essentially a first and a second, but it wasn't like the, um, it's not like they broke the bank on it or anything. No, it, right? it was like, a very fair trade to yeah, me. Yeah, it was a they, trade they got the good Canadians value couldn't logically say no to. Yeah. Right. But it wasn't like blow the doors off. Right, oh, exactly. It was just they didn't... Two people who came to a reasonable agreement after a long negotiation. Exactly. And, and Sakic, again, this is again why I love slash hate him is he had been looking at Lekanen for a long time, and I mm-hmm. think we know why. Again, Eric, darn you, Eric. Like I blame Eric <laughs> for all of this. Um, by the way, he's going to be at, in Montreal for the draft, so he owes us beers. Um, oh, he I better. just decided us. He yeah, better yeah, flash uh, his, well, I guess he won't have a Stanley Cup ring by then, but uh, no, but I'll have a picture with the, you know, a, yeah. a nerd with a cup there. You know, that's uh, that's always a good one, kind of like Sam Ventura when he had his there. You know, he's probably gonna curse us for talking about him having a Stanley Cup ring already two games into the final. Yeah, right? But... He's like, guys, guys, shut up right now. But we get to say that, and and I have to say, it's pretty uh, a lot less stressful to watch a, a cup final when you're not working for a team. So yeah, he's probably pretty stressed right now. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's been fun to watch. I would like a little more. I think Tampa will come out. They have to, right? In game three. Like, Cooper's not an idiot either. Um, no. He just failed to adjust today, though. And I think that does fall on him. He failed to adjust from game... I thought 
Colorado could have won seven zero in game one as well. You I don't know. know. Did he fail to adjust, or is it just that like in that altitude on Colorado's home ice against one of the better teams that's ever been assembled? Handle the speed, you know, like. It, it seemed like Tampa well. Bay yeah. was like calm and ready to go. And then once the speed started, it was like, oh, which was it's this shift again. One. Shift one. Yeah. 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 And, and you could tell that they were getting rid of the puck quick, even when they weren't pressured. So I think mm-hmm. that goes to show, you know, when you start overthinking it, and that's what's happening to Tampa. Um, Colorado's forecheck is in their head. So and it's not like, again, it's not these big, mean guys doing it there. You know, it's the Nichushkins and the and the Lekkonens of the world uh, and the Darren Helms of the world who isn't retired. So it's um it's fun to see those guys get their get their due. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Uh, yeah, I I think Tampa Bay rolls back. Although you know what, all three of us in the first show were wrong about how the second game would go. Uh, Julian because well, Vasilevsky and, usually becomes a monster game. That's dude, the thing. There, you know? Yeah, Julian yeah. and Peter and I all agreed that that the first game would be Vasilevsky's worst of the whole series. Eh. <laughs> and uh, we all agreed that Tampa would adjust things and come out flying the next game. They weren't capable of doing it. Home ice maybe changes things up a little bit. Maybe Braden Point gets his feet back a little bit. But uh, as it goes right now, I mean, Kadri might be playing next game. So that's a whole other wrinkle to add to it. But uh, we'll, we're going to cut this out now because I can barely speak. Yeah. So I appreciate Andrew, Mark. I, 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 believe, I believe that's because it was the tequila that I bought you last night that did that. Right, Andrew? No comment. This was fun. And by the way, if ever your goalie as coming from uh, from Montreal, your goalie allows seven goals in a game, pull him. Trust me, just pull him. It might not turn out very well there. I was just looking at the history of the Montreal Canadiens there. Someone was talking about the whole Hawaii incident. And uh, yeah, pull your goalie. Yeah, that's just just a word to all coaches. Like, I understand that he probably didn't. I'm guessing he said he wanted to stay. Yeah, that's my guess as well. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining me, Mark. I really appreciate it. Everyone follow Mark at Mark P. Dumont on Twitter. Follow or don't. Twitch streams or don't. I wouldn't. Follow yeah, you me. could also not. It's fine. I wouldn't follow me. I try to unfollow <laughs> me all the time. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. No, they won't let you. But uh, yeah, if you want to see me on this show again this year, it's going to have to wait until game six. So Tampa is going to have to win a couple of games. Uh, Harnish and Armand are going to be on next game. And then nice. Peter and Audie for game four. And I believe game five as well. So uh, look. So you're going to bet on game six? No. <laughs> Rough, not after man. these two games i wouldn't but uh yeah yeah exactly well, well hopefully hopefully the... you'll be back on by game six yeah we'll see we'll see but uh thanks everyone for joining us the we'll be seeing you in two days i won't but i'll watch right yeah. i won't be talking it's to always you. a great show yeah hopefully i'll be feeling better by then but definitely by game six uh follow everyone at sdbn we're gonna have an awesome time this summer and uh see as many of you as are going to come out at the draft at the SDPN draft party. That so should be, I'm gonna and I'm gonna probably show up to, to that 100%. too. There, you know? Come come hang out with my uh, SDPN folks there. And and so this episode was brought to you by Fisherman's Friend. Fisherman's Friend and, and slush. slushies. All right. See you all later. <laughs>